you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Aaron Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to Monday. I mean, I'm sure you've been here for a while. Just, <laughs> it's our first time getting to visit yeah. with you, so happy Monday to you. Happy Thanks so Monday. much for listening. <laughs> I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B and J Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. We will open the phone lines up in the last segment of the show to get some of your commentary on what we're going to discuss today. Today's topic is uh, confusion brings necessary woes. Uh, confusion, confusion, and increasing confusion brings necessary woes. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is the biblical uh, definition of woe, lamenting and crying, anguish, the warning of coming calamity. Mm. And um, I want to talk about what's happening, but in order to talk about um, the woes that we as the people of God should be reminding those who rebel against him of. Like we, I mean, we are tasked with reminding people who God is yeah. and that he judges sin and we are in agreement with him. When we say, man, you know, woe to you who do this, woe to yeah. you who say this, um, that that is a warning that is in line and in step with, in step with biblical warnings that we would be familiar with. Now, we have a problem getting to the woes in our culture today. Christians have a problem getting to the woes because Christians are immersed in this culture. And often we struggle to see, quote unquote, what's so wrong with that. Yeah. In order to be able to pronounce a woe, like to say, man, woe to you. Like this is like, hold up, stop a second. Mm -hmm. Like to to warn people, you've got to be thoroughly um, convinced that they are headed in a direction that will have adverse consequences for them. Right. Um, eternal destruction. Right. To name it, you know, we can't get there though, because we don't, we don't often share that biblical conviction um, that what a person is doing um, is actually wrong as the Lord has declared it to be. And that it actually deserves judgment as the Lord has declared it deserves. So how do we, how do we get there? How do we maintain that type of, um, biblical conviction where we're in step with the word of God, uh, you got to be reading it. Mm. You got to be reading it and you've got to be drawing your convictions from the word of God, not from what becomes culturally acceptable. That's right. Right. Like if, if we draw our convictions from what becomes culturally acceptable, then just frankly, there is nothing that is going to elicit a woe from you. Right. You, you essentially have no convictions. Yes, I mean, exactly if, right. If that's the baseline. You yes. have no conviction because everything goes. Yeah, that's right. You know, and I was thinking about this. There, there are several stories that I want to weave in um, all together and, and make um, one point from all of these stories. They're different stories, but I do believe that they all sort of um, point to a type of um, normalized confusion that if we are not keen and you are keen by the regular intake of the word of God. 
the regular and consistent intake of the word of God. It's how you remain keen, right? If we're not keen, um, we will be as confused as the people we are trying to reach. Yeah. We, we will be as confused as the people we're trying to reach. Right. But this is not an accidental consequence of um, the news stories that, that are out there that we're reading, that we become aware of. Um, this is the aim of it. Mm-hmm. The, the aim of it is that we will sort of lose our ability to discern because all of these stories are out all the time. And the more you consume these stories, there's just a little piece. If you're not careful, I'm not saying that this is true for everyone. This is if you're not careful. A little piece of you sort of starts to kind of um, soften around the edges. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Like you read these stories, yes. you read these stories and even the verbiage that gets used and, and the way these stories are covered. Mm-hmm. All of these things soften Christians if they're not fortified by the word of God, by reading the word of God daily and, and yeah. allowing your conviction to be drawn from the word of God. And you know, a prime example of that is if you have stories and headlines that mm-hmm. try to change pronouns and all that. Come and, on. and you just kind of read it like. Just well, keep that's going. What, that's what they wrote. So I'm just going to, you know, without having that, that check of. No, I'm not saying that. This is a man. I'm not going to call this Very man good. a woman. I think those type of things are subtle. And yep. it happened, you know, because we're like, well, I mean, you know. That's what they say now. Yeah, that's what they say now. So I'm just going to say what they say. They know? say it's unloving mm. to refer to a man with male pronouns when he prefers the use of female pronouns. They mm-hmm. say that's hateful. So I don't want to be hateful. Right. So I will do what they say, which, by the way, when you do that, you have effectively been after the bald. If I can verbalize, <laughs> make, make, verbalize if I can make that a verb. Yeah. Um, you, you have been run over by the ball. OK, you, you, that's that ex- exactly what the aim was, mm. that you would condition people to say the opposite of what they had always known to be true. Right. And I've gone through this book and I've 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 pulled out several chapters of this book. I've gone through whole play and and. And the book is out of print because they won, because it it was a success. Hmm. Uh, all of the aims and the objectives. Um, I have a copy of the book. I it's crazy, but fairly routinely, not 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 too frequently, but fair enough. I keep it near my workspace because I see things happen. I go, whoa! I think I read about that in that book. And and then sure enough, yeah, here's a chapter on that. Here's a chapter on jamming. Here's the here's the chapter on conversion and and all of these things that they wrote to to cause people who had a sense of morality to begin to doubt that morality right. when the morality was not rooted in your tradition. The morality was rooted in the authority and the existence of God. Hmm. We are talking about God's morality when we're talking about morality. We're not talking about man's tradition. Right. But we forget that we move away from it. So here's what I got to do, though, um, as we get into the conversation. Not all of the stories require a disclaimer. But when (laughs) strangely enough, when I get to the stories that talk about some of the books that are being removed from schools today, parents are outraged and they are, um, for lack of a better word, petitioning, demanding that certain books be removed from their kids schools for good reason, for good reason. Okay. Um, when we get to that story, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to issue a disclaimer right? on the story that talks about what What's in the is schools. in your kid's school. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. just so you know, just so you know, because I want, I want you to understand how the plan is all coming together perfectly, except, except 
that really vigilant people who fear God are not willing to go away quietly. That's 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 the way that it's not just kind of like um, all stops removed. Right. Mm -hmm. The parents are still the stop signs. And, and man, praise God that parents are still demonstrating how much we love our children by refusing to go away and yield them over to the culture mm -hmm. and saying, hey, oh, you said it took a village. OK, here, give them giving them to the village. Right. So when we get there, I'll issue the disclaimer, because though I'm going to talk about what's affecting kids, it's not suitable for kids, which is why I'm talking about it, because it shouldn't <laughs> be affecting kids. All right. So we're talking about confusion that brings necessary woes. The confusion, and, and I, I kind of went back and forth with this and even thinking about it and processing it because there is a necessary confusion um, in our culture. Like there, there has to be a flipping of people's minds in order to control them, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got to cause people to doubt or to think that what they once thought was true is no longer true and then to begin to act in accordance with that new belief, right? So I'm going to share with you this story. I was reading this story over the weekend and I thought, whoa, you know, they're going to be, I didn't do that on purpose, but I thought, wow, let me say it that way. Okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> they're going to be people who don't have any problem with this story because their thinking has been changed. Mm. Um, not by the word of God, but <laughs> by media yeah, and by those who have the loudest bullhorn. Right. So so here is a story. This is a story out of Canada. Man, pray for our brothers and sisters in Canada. I mean, because I don't know if that is becoming like a test country. I thought Australia um, was to a large extent, um, especially as we talk about covid and, and all of the things going on there. But uh, Canada just seems one thing after the other. And I don't need to tell you this, but I will say just so that we remember um, believers are in Canada. Okay. I just want, I just, you know, <laughs> right. sometimes we can kind of be detached. We're just kind of like, man, those people over there, but like we have family in Canada. And when I say we, I'm talking about every believer listening to, we have family in Canada, I'm talking about the That's body right. of Christ. Right. So we need to be concerned. So, so listen to this. And I want you to think about how this reprograms people to think differently about the safety of children. Like I just, and, and kind of put some other things together, maybe some other news stories you've read and just make, active connections. That's what I always want people to do. Just make active con connections. Don't be a passive reader, a passive consumer of news. Think deeply about these things and ask the Lord by the power of his Holy Spirit to help you discern and to know what's really going on, right? So here is the story. An unvaccinated father in New Brunswick, Canada, lost custody of his three children. One of which, now this is an NBC news story, okay? NBC news story. So here we go. All right. An unvaccinated father in New Brunswick, Canada, lost custody of his three children, one of which is a 10-year-old immunocompromised child. The father presented research to the judge that he believed questioned the safety and efficacy of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, but the judge ruled against it. <laughs> Quote, his own anecdotal research on such a highly specialized topic carries little to no weight in the overall analysis when measured against the sound medical advice of our public health officials, end quote. That's according to Justice Natalie Godbout. I don't know if that's how you say her name, but her name is spelled G-O-D-B-O-U-T. I, I, I'm not making it up. I just want Natalie Godbout of Court of Queens Beach or Bench. Sorry, Court of Queens Bench. Anyways, um, 
may have just she may just have a little bit of complex about <laughs> the extent of her <laughs> who she is and what that means. You know what I mean? Can you imagine? God, um, I'm, I, <laughs> um, anyways, so so in other words, um, Mickey vernacular, I don't care about what research you did, Dad. I don't care about your anecdotes. I don't care about your story you're examples. Not a, you're not an expert. You're not an expert. Not and an and expert. I don't care if these are your children. Uh, children. <laughs> <laughs> I, sorry. So if Mickey vernacular just got, but some things. Okay. I don't care if these are your children. What do you know <laughs> in comparison to the sound? Man, I want to put that in quotes. Mm. I, I want to requote that. Right. Like extra quote it. Okay, the sound medical advice of our public health officials has been changing like every day over and over (laughs) from the beginning, over and over and over again. People running around here. I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) Y'all, it's just Monday, man. We got a long ways to go. People running around here, huh? Simmer down now. Simmer down now, Miki. Remember all of your professionalism, your training communications. Okay, you got to leave New Orleans where it is. I'm sorry. Let me try it again. People, still people though. It's gonna be people. Okay, people are out here. <laughs> I can I can say oh, it, boy. but I can say it better, and you won't even feel it. Right here we go. People are out here telling people to walk around like bandits, and it did nothing for them. Hmm. They finally came back and said, actually, those face coverings didn't really prevent the spread. What you really needed was like sort of a professional grade, like N95 mask, really, <laughs> and probably like two of them. I mean, you know, maybe seven. We don't know. Mm. I'm, I'm exaggerating for effect here. Constantly having information changed changing and quote and unquote updated. And let's not talk about, about how the CDC was saying for those who have immuno, you know, com- compromised mm-hmm. that maybe the shot should have been spaced out more. Yep. Hello. <laughs> like, uh, hello. Really? May, it's like, it's like, you know, I, and look, I don't work in the medical community, so I don't, I, I don't know how you go back. Now I have done something where I'm like, you know, making toast. I put it on three rather than two <laughs> mm-hmm. and I got, you know, so it was darker than Sam Witt wanted, you right. know what I mean? And so I could say, Hey, I'm sorry. Your toast is too dark, but how do you tell someone I'm sorry that you're dying? Because, you know, mm-hmm. we realize that maybe you shouldn't have had those boosters like we were just giving them out. Mm-hmm. Maybe we shouldn't have attached those things to those Walmart gift mm-hmm. cards so that people were just lining up like it was Reese's. Maybe we should not have done that. Man. All right. I haven't even really kind of driven home this story. <laughs> we got to grab the break, though. We'll come back on the other side. I'm going to move a little more quickly. Stay close. Just give me Jesus. That is that is so true. That is that is so true. You don't need so in front of it. That is true. Just point blank, right? That's Jesus Christ all we need. All we need. Look, even as we talk about these news stories, and I'm I'm gonna move a little bit um I'm gonna move a little bit quicker uh mm-hmm. here because I'm not gonna get to all that, that we have in front of us. Uh anyways, we need the discernment that comes from the spirit of our Lord. Amen. We need discernment. You don't have to be super, super, super smart. 
please understand, um, as an example here, you do not have to be super, super, <laughs> super smart. But if you are full of the spirit of God, you will be wiser than your teachers, mm. right? You, you can know things that naturally speaking, you should not know. Haven't you walked away from situations where you're like, whoa, I don't know how I recalled that. I don't know how I was able to make that connection. I don't know how I was able to defend myself in that situation, but I did. Glory to God, right? Amen. Increasingly, we're going to have to um, we're going to have to remind ourselves that it's not because we're so great, right? But because our God, the one whom we serve, is so great. Amen. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. I'm Miki, and I'm Will. And as unspoken, just give me Jesus. All right. So Canada's out here taking away people's kids. Um, an unvaccinated father in New Brunswick, Canada, lost custody of his three children, one of which is a 10 year old immunocompromised child. Now, listen, the reason that that is in the story is so that you will believe that Canada has done a service to these children. Please, please don't think that that's just in there for, you know, detail mm. like no, that that is in there so that you will be confused on how you should feel about this story. Remember when we started talking about um, everybody getting vaccines and and you remember those who were healthy. And those who were healthy were putting up a fight and, and they were saying, why do I need to get this shot? Like, I'm not in the compromised group. And remember, mm -hmm. they were like, oh, yeah, that's right. So, you know, so this is not for you. This is for your grandmother. Remember that? Mm -hmm. This is not for you. This is for your uncle. Right. This is, this don't is you for... care about your grandmother? You want to go around her and, and Come spread on. this. So you need right? to get this. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, where, so the confusion starts to grow. And now you're like, well, I don't want to be selfish. Mm. I'm perfectly yep. healthy. Um. I think I may have actually had COVID and recovered. Um, but hey, I don't want to kill mama. Right. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Right, guys, listen. And so, so what do they do? So, so by their own design, devising their own plan, they rewire the way you think and they rewire your compassion. And so you can't even think rightly because you've been manipulated. You've you've allowed your emotions to lead out. Right. And your emotions are screaming. They're, they're crying and everything. And so then you're just doing whatever anybody tells you. So, so you read this story here and you read that a man has lost his three children and you're kind of conflicted. Why? When normally you'd have been like, wait a minute, you're you're taking away the man's children because he won't get a shot. Hmm. I, 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 like Normally, that would have been like your default because you would have had a biblical understanding of how God places children in a family to be reared by a mom and a dad. Yeah. That, that those children are to be stewarded by those parents. You would have you would have this would have been no conflict for you. You would have gone back to the scriptures. You'd have read from the Old Testament to the New Testament that every time the Lord gives a command regarding children, it's to their parents. Come on. You, you, so you wouldn't have been like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Maybe Canada can take them. No, you wouldn't have. However, if you consume, mm. if you consume mm -hmm. copious amounts of current event news and, and then you're watching it and you're getting your conviction from what is just culturally normative, mm -hmm. then now you're conflicted and you're like, well, wait a minute. What about the 10 year old immunocompromised? What, I mean, he is susceptible to all kinds of diseases and things like that. And, 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 and the fact that this father would be so selfish and not know that's see, that's not your business. Come on. This father has the right to say no to a shot and still raise his children. And if you think, if you think, oh my goodness, it's Canada, then you, you better just watch how far they can push <laughs> without people pushing back. Mm. Because that, that's where the test case is. Like, how far can we push? Yep. Can we say that children, can we say that children are being abused by parents who won't be vaccinated in America? Can we say that? Can we say that it's abusive for parents who don't want to get a shot? Some do say it. 
Come on. <laughs> right. And and why? Because the word of God has not been their straight edge. Just mm-hmm. current news events. Like, that's it. Just current talking points. So listen. So we cannot pronounce woes as long as we are confused by the confusion. Mm. Let me shift to another news story here. We were talking about this with our children this weekend. Um, I've got two stories in front of me here. I've got a USA Today story and I've got a National Review story. I'll go with the National Review story. All right, here we go. Um, 16 University of Pennsylvania swimmers sign a letter labeling male participation unfair. That's the perfect headline for this story. I am so glad that is that's that's the perfect headline for this story, because that is what we are talking about. We are not there is no such thing as a transgender individual. And, and listen to me, I'm, I, we have to stop saying it because we are complicit in making it some sort of a reality. It is not a reality. It is not a reality. What we are talking about is we are talking about women swimming against a man. That's it. Boom. Okay. Now, and you say, well, oh, Mickey, that's a, that's a pretty narrow minded of you. I don't know why you sound like Elvis when you say it. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why you sound like Elvis. Okay. That's something we can discuss later. But I will tell you, nope, it's, it's not narrow minded. It's renewed minded. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not being conformed to the patterns of this world. Amen. Right. It's, it's, it's not. It's being transformed by the renewing of my mind and being able to test what is good. Like, how, how am I doing that? According to Romans, right? I'm being steeped in the word of God. Amen. How, how am I doing that? I'm discerning what is good and what is right. I'm, I'm being able to test these things. I'm not being conformed to the patterns of this, of this world. How am I doing that? By reading the word of God and getting my marching orders, getting my way of living mm. from the word of God because I trust him. Amen. So here you have 16 swimmers on the University of Pennsylvania's uh, women's team. They sent a letter to the school and to the Ivy League on Thursday calling it unfair that their teammate, the man's name was Will Thomas. He changed his name to Leah. <laughs> By the way, he competed for three years. Okay? Wow. He competed for three years. And I read, let me, let me find it. It's either in this story or it's in the USA Today story. I think it's the USA Today story. Let me, let me make sure I get the exact ranking here. When he com- <laughs> competed as a man. Okay, so here we go. He was number 462. 462. 400. 462. That was now competing against women. He's number one. <laughs> man. Okay. <sighs> so, so, so here's what we asked our kids last night. We were talking about this. Is that fair? Man, there's, <laughs> there's no beat. There's no, there's no pause for, it's just a resounding, no, how is that fair? Right. Now that's, that is the innocence, but the absolute of children. Is it fair for someone who has bigger lungs, greater capacity to mm. fill those lungs, mm-hmm. greater muscle mass, greater density to their body, g- greater conditioning as a man? Is it fair for that man to compete against other women and then stand up like, we are the champions? <laughs> we. No, it's not fair. No, it's not. And anybody. Like, and, you know, I read several different stories in preparation for this. Like, I read several different stories because I I like to try to read um, some of the different comments coming from some of the different outlets. So I even read a story that was from um, a lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender website um, covering this story, which was really fascinating to read because the, the, the article had to actually cover the fact that women have a problem with this. So all throughout this article on this particular website, they are referring to this man 
Will Thomas, as a she and a her and a transgender woman, but then get to this point where they have to say, um, but the women believe that it's unfair to them. (laughs) 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 You mean the women women? Oh, okay. The the real women believe. The women. The only definition of a woman. Woman. Women believe that it is unfair. And why do, why do they believe that? Because he's a man and because he competed for three years. Even if he hadn't, he's a man. Right. Everything, every cell in his body cries out male, right. male. <laughs> he goes to sleep at night. He wakes up in the morning, male. In the water, out of the water. I could Dr. Seuss this if you want, male. <laughs> I, I, could, I could do yeah. this for you if you want, okay? <laughs> but we have lost <sighs> our ability to speak to these issues because we've allowed the culture to confuse us where we actually have now a category where we say, well, I just don't think that transgender men should be competing against women. Well, what is a, what are transgender women should be competing against women? I'm sorry. Let me. So then the question is, what is the transgender woman? <laughs> what is that? Do you see that? You see how they get us though? Because we start using their terms and we start using their terms so comfortably Mm -hmm. and so freely that what happens is over time, we're not able to pronounce a woe because we believe that that's a legitimate person. Mm. We believe that's a real, we believe that a transgender woman is a real different type of category of person. No, we are talking about either male or female. Those Mm -hmm. are the only two categories of people. Do you understand? Nice. But but be, because we don't hear it enough and we don't push back on it, we read the articles and when they use female pronouns when talking about men, mm-hmm. we just go through without auto-correcting it. I mean, you need to correct it on site. Why not? <laughs> because it's a lie. Right? So, yeah. so why are you going to be complicit in it? If you are complicit in the confusion, you won't pronounce woes. Mm. You, you won't warn people. You won't say God's judgment is coming. God's judgment is coming. God's judgment is coming. And guess what? It's, it's Christians here, too, who are really super complicit mm-hmm. and super all wrapped up in their feelings like a Friday night burrito. I mean, just like wrapped <laughs> up in their feelings. And we can't say this because that's unloving. We can't dead name. Do you know what that, you know what that is? Dead naming. Dead name? Dead name. What's that? Oh, that's, that is so offensive to dead name someone. To use the name that a person once went by before they transitioned. It's called dead naming. Oh, so that name is dead And it's them. socially unacceptable. Ah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that hit, the man's name is Will Thomas. Yeah. All right? If He's I'm a man. Call him Will. I'm calling okay. Will. Okay. <laughs> this whole people quoting, and according to Caitlyn J- I don't Bruce. You mean, you mean Bruce? <laughs> Br- Bruce? The Olympian? Bruce Jenner. And you're like, Mickey, that is so unloving. Nope, actually, it's not. It's very loving. And in fact, using the person's name and using the correct pronouns actually is a pronouncement of woe. Mm. It is agreement with God is saying, man, God's judgment is coming. God's judgment is coming. Repent, repent. You can be set free from this sin. Mm. Repent. Amen. But we are refusing to do it because we're so caught up in the culture and we are as confused as they are. What does the Bible say? Wow. And by the way, let me say this. Let me turn to the word of God because... The Bible, actually, this this set of woes here, and, and this is what came to mind as I was thinking about this. This set of woes is actually to the people of God. It's actually to the people of God. Here you've got Israel, man. They're just, man, they're just wiling. Just wiling, right? And God pronounces some woes on them. God is judging their sin and their rebellion. In Isaiah chapter 5, I'm going to start, I'm going to read verses 20 and 21. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Mm -hmm. See, when we read this, we think, oh, yeah, to the wicked, the wicked would do. No, but this is to Israel. Mm 
This is woe to those who call good evil, who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight. So you know better. We need to be loving. We need to carve out space. We need to practice pronoun hospitality. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it was a thing. <laughs> so these are the people who are wise in their own eyes. We can't, we can't just say what God says. We've got to find a way to operate in 21st century America, which means that we're, you know, we're soft. So we don't say what God said because, I mean, that could hurt people's feelings. You know what hurts people's feelings? Eternal damnation, burning separated from the God who made you that, that I mean, that would hurt my feelings. <laughs> Come on. Come on. That would hurt my feelings. It would hurt my feelings to know that there were people who were in close proximity to me, but couldn't tell me the truth because it was not culturally acceptable to do so. That would hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. That would hurt my feelings. I want to say something else too. When you wonder about the weight of the woe, the strength of the woe. So we, sometimes we question like, man, how can we warn people Like, you know, they don't care about what we have to say. Well, that's because you've not presented your God to them Mm. because you have not told them who he is. See, people who know God, people who have God presented to them, they have seen God display who he is right in the life of his people. So this is how you become a living witness. When people have seen God display his glory in the lives of his people, they can actually pronounce woes on themselves. Mm. But we don't even get to that point either. Like we, we, we are not living for the glory of God so that people look at our lives. They're like, whoa, hold up. I'm not, I'm not doing something right. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's my, here's my um, proof text for that. And first Samuel, when the Philistines come up against Israel, they're going to be defeated. And you know, eventually the ark is going to be taken from them, but they're losing to the Philistines and they lose like 4,000 men and they go and they get the ark. Israel goes and, and gets the ark. They're like, bring the ark, right? We, we, need, we need the Lord's help, okay? <laughs> well, when they bring the ark in, they're like shouting and rejoicing because they're like, victory is mine. Like they, they're like, we're going to win. We're going to win. But the Lord has already judged the situation, right? They're not going to win. You, you can read. I'm not, it's not a spoiler. You can go read it, right? Okay. But they bring the ark in. But look at what happens with the Philistines. Because, because of the renown of God, because of the greatness of God. Look at what happens. This is first Samuel chapter four. I'm going to start at verse five. As soon as the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel gave a mighty shout. Oh, they were so excited so that the earth resounded. And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shouting, they said, what does this great shouting in the camp of the Hebrews mean? And when they learned that the ark of the Lord had come to the camp, the Philistines were afraid for they said, a God has come into the camp. (laughs) And they said, look at this. And they said, woe to us Mm. for nothing like this has happened before. Again, verse eight, they say, woe to us. Who can deliver us from the power of these mighty gods? Now, listen, these are the gods who struck the Egyptians with every sort Mm. of plague in the wilderness. But then they kind of gird up their loins in verse nine. They say, take courage and be men, O Philistines, lest you become slaves to the Hebrews as they have been to you. Be men and fight. So they have a moment of woe. They're like, wait, hold up a second. We know who this is. This man, this God or these gods, they don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But they know that there is a supernatural power that came to Israel's aid. Mm -hmm. All right. We got to grab the break. Aaron, the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Denial by Gabriel Parker. Confusion. Confusion brings necessary woes. Our resistance is a woe of sorts. When we don't comply, when we say, no, I'm not using your quote unquote preferred pronouns. I'm not doing that. You you are pronouncing a woe. You're saying, man, this is bad. Mm. There is calamity coming. Judgment is coming. The wrath of God is coming. Like this is this is really bad. Yeah. You know, when but but these become the simple things that at the same time remain just out of our reach. We can't quite get to them because it means that we could potentially be ostracized. We mm-hmm. we could potentially be disliked. Um and and yes, that's hard. Um but you have to have um <clears throat> I'm not sure that this actually is a spiritual gift, but you just <laughs> have to not be able to care. Yeah. You imagine people, my spiritual gift is not caring. But it's amazing that we succumb so much to the pressures, you yeah. know, and, and, I, and I think it's, it's exactly what you're saying because we're not steeped in the word of God. Mm-hmm. So we don't have the strength that we need to yeah. like fend that off. Like, that's right. Okay. The pressure is coming, you know, to bow down, to say this, to do that. Mm-hmm. But we're not fortified because we're not in the word or not being girded up by the word. So it, that's right. And we fold and we just right. give in to what the culture is, is telling us to do. You know, and this, this is, is also the, the place where you see the body of Christ um, as so vital and so essential mm. because when you are surrounded by like-minded believers who yes. are also steeped in the word of God, yes. Yes. there is a strength there is. that you find in that, Amen. you know, for people to be able to say, I remember this was years ago. Um, I was doing the midday show, Middays with Miki. This was years ago. Mm-hmm. This was, um, oh my goodness, probably 12 years ago. <laughs> and um, and I remember a sister calling into the midday show because, and and by the way, it was it was majority music, but I still did these kinds of headlines. Um, <laughs> it just because, you know, I mean, we got to know. Everybody's got to know. Yeah. And so so anyway, I remember one sister calling in and and she said, I thought I was a dinosaur. She said, I thought I was a dinosaur. You know, she goes, you try to warn people. You try to talk about these issues. And she said, and people look at you like you're just like, like you got horns coming out of your head or like you don't belong there. And she goes, I thought I was a dinosaur until I started hearing you talk about these issues. Mm. We have to talk about these issues. So, look, it's encouraging when you're around other brothers and sisters yeah. who see the same thing. And by the, the consumption of the word of God, have the discernment to stand against it. Yeah. That's why yeah. you can't forsake the assembling of yourself, Amen. as is the habit of some. Amen. Anyways, one last story here, because I want to make sure. And we can start getting phone lines uh, queued up. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Sherry B. is in Studio CC, and she'll get your calls queued up. I got to issue a disclaimer here. Um, again, confusion brings necessary woes. But you can pronounce a woe of sorts when you stand um, in front of these things, when you when you get between yourself or you get between your children and the onslaught of the culture, the onslaught of wickedness, you pronounce a, a woe of sorts. You are in agreement with God that, man, calamity is coming because of these things. Mm. Destruction is coming because of these things. So do you remember? Oh, and I got to go quickly. 
Do you remember we were talking about Whoopi Goldberg and The View and talking about how their conversation initially started out and they were talking about books being banned and things like that, right? And then it kind of went south. Sorry, South. It kind of went south (laughs) because of of Whoopi being Whoopi. But remember my comments were that that's not actually where they wanted that conversation to go. They wanted that conversation to really kind of come to rest on the absurdity of parents to care about what their kids are reading. That's that was the the thrust of that conversation. Like that was that was the force behind it. Like, oh, you guys are pulling books. You're out here yanking books. And and that's where they desperately hoped that it would rest. But then Whoopi just she went off (laughs) script. (laughs) She derailed it, you know. And I told you, I said, and and I have proof to you that this is where they're going to go because this is where they were going to go, hoping to go. Because you've got all of these stories that are making news headlines that parents are paying attention to the books that their kids are reading. Now, I got to give you a disclaimer here, okay, because some of the book titles and one of them in particular um, is not suitable for kids. Your kids should not be hearing about this. But what I'm going to do if I don't get to it at the end of the show, let me say it now. You you need to get the um, the podcast link so that you can get this news article that we're about to, to talk about here. So that you can find out some of these books and learn whether or not they're at your kid's school. Mm. Okay. You need to know if these books are at your kid's school right. and then you need to be a Leviathan mom and you need to say, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> you, you just need to do it. All right. Here's a story. Um, records requests uncovered dozens of attempts. Now this is from a liberal news outlet. This is from NBC news. So you've got to shift in your thinking. Okay. Record requests uncovered dozens of attempts to remove library books from schools nearly all related to titles dealing with racism, gender, or sexuality. Oh. (laughs) Parents in the Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, and Austin regions sent at least 86 formal requests to remove books from school libraries last year. Excuse me. That's according to NBC News. Conservative parents have swarmed school board meetings in Texas across the country and across the country in recent months to call for the removal of library books that deal with race, racism, sex, gender and sexuality. Some parents have taken it a step further, filling out paperwork to formally challenge the appropriateness of library books and forcing school administrators to review them. Yeah, yeah, they should review them. They should do like one parent did. The school administrators should have to read them out loud in the <laughs> presence of their moms and dads. Mm. They should have to, the, the school administrators, the teachers should have to read them out loud in their own homes, in their own families, to their own children. That's what, that's what should happen. NBC News sent public um, record requests to nearly 100 school districts in the Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, and Austin regions. And uh, they brought back a small sampling of the state's um, 1,250 public school systems and found 86 formal requests to remove books from their libraries just last year. So NBC put together 50, a sampling of those books. All right, I'm going to share a a couple with you here because I do want to make sure that we get to hear from you today. Uh, One of the books, Drama, published by Scholastic. A parent asked administrators at the Spring Branch Independent School District in Houston to pull this graphic novel, which features gay and bisexual characters because she claimed, and I'm reading NBC News here, and the use of the word claim is intentional. She claimed it might lead young students to question their sexual orientation when they don't even comprehend what that means. Kudos, mom. Kudos. Yes, absolutely. Another one. Lawn Boy. Probably you heard of this one. A parent in Plano said this coming of age novel, this coming of age. If you put coming of age in front of it, you can talk about whatever you want. And it's perfectly normal because it's coming of age. This coming of age novel about a Mexican-American character's journey to understanding his own sexuality and ethnic identity should be banned because it contains profanity, pornography, gambling and homosexuality. 
The, <laughs> this is crazy. This news story includes this last line so that you will find the parent's request utterly ridiculous. But I'll read it to you just so that you can. Okay. The parent claimed the books or this book encourages, quote, admiring people with low morals and values and the hate of other people. <laughs> oh, clutching pearls. Better Nate than ever. Now, let me skip ahead here. There's another one on this list that I thought years ago this book would have been forever banned from all school lists, reading lists, school libraries. I thought that this would have been a goner because of the great, um, bet, you know. I bet I know which one you're talking about. Which one is Number it? Number six. Number six. I had to read that. Did you really? <laughs> yes. I oh, remember. Oh. Yeah, I know. That was some class. I That, that was Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, so anyway, I did not know that. We I mean, we've talked about some of the books we had to read in high school. I, I didn't just, know you had to I read this. When I saw this, this list, I oh, I'm like, my man, goodness. I had to I remember I had to read that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So The Bluest Eye is the book written by Toni Morrison. This book is uh I I cannot I cannot really tell you What's in this book? I mean, I can. I've not read it. I've not. We, it was not required reading for us. But what I will tell you is that it graphically depicts rape and incest and molestation. Young sexuality. It, it is it is child pornography mm-hmm. is what this book is. Now, I was on a website reading parents Um, reviews of this book and warning other parents that their kids should not read this book. One mom said her seventh grader, her 12 year old son was given this book to read because according to the teacher, he was on a high school reading level. Hmm. Well, can you imagine if we gave this book to our son JD to no, not only does the book, according to other parents, (laughs) not only does the book, depict rape and incest molestation and graphic child pornographic uh, mental images mm-hmm. that are contra- come, come up to mind. Not only does it do that, but it calls the student, it calls the reader to see it from the attacker's vantage point so that you will identify with the attacker and you will feel that the attacker is sort of justified. He has been wronged. He has been hurt. So he kind of, this is the only way that he can express love. Guys, this is wicked. Yes. This is, this is wicked there. I was surprised that it's still in schools. All right, let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to uh, Keith in Michigan. Hi, Keith. All right, let's try Jerry in Texas. Jerry, are you there? Hey, brother, sister, how are y'all today? Doing good? Good, good. So uh, I listen to your show quite frequently. I've called it a number of times. Um, But I do like to say that I appreciate everything that you do once again. Um, I haven't read After the Ball, but I feel like I I probably practically have because Nikki's explained it a lot on the radio show. (laughs) So, so by by that standard, I probably read it, but um, I homeschool one of my kids. My other three go to a Christian school, and I mm-hmm. I still check their Christian school stuff. And I've had issues with, and I've emailed their teachers on some of the stuff they're teaching about history that I Good picked up from 
Rick Green and other people and just reading different books. But even at school, even with my youngest eight-year-old at home, um, every time today, just real quick, I'm going to break it down. We were studying the Middle Kingdom of Egypt, and mm-hmm. it talked about how they lost control. They got weak. Mm-hmm. And then one of the new pharaohs took over. He wanted to expand, and they went into Nubia, which then became Cush. But I told him, he goes, why did that happen? I said, because they created such an environment. And then it, sorry, it then goes in to talk about the the Gnosis that come down from Cana and settle within the land, and then they take over Egypt. I said, it's because when you have people from another country or another land that move into your land and don't mm. comport to your to your traditions or to your values, they then corrupt what you have as a nation, mm. and that's what they did for the Middle Egypt. And then mm. they started to rule Egypt. So he goes, well, why? I said, and I said, honestly, that's happening in our country today. See, they're not teaching those kids that in school, but that's what I teach my kids, and some people would call me radical, but that's what I do. But I, once again, I appreciate what you, you do. Continue to do it. We're always praying for you guys, and thank you so much. Man, Jerry, thank you. Thank I appreciate you. you calling, and I appreciate you giving us that real-time example. Right. Because, listen, if you have people who want to come into your country but not adopt the rules of your country, mm. not adopt the principles of your country, then really they don't want to come into your country. Do you, do you understand? Like you can't, you cannot have people come and say, "No, I want the rules of my nation." Well, you, yeah. I mean, you should stay in your nation, right? Like, I mean, guys, just think, just think about this. And if you cannot say that, if you cannot talk about the greatness of the nation that you live in, while people are still trying to pour through, <laughs> right? Because people want you to say that it's not great. They want you to say, "Ah, that's not." But still, people are beating down the door, the proverbial door, to get in. Right. You've got to be able to talk about what is sacred, what is distinct, what is different about the nation that you live in, that God caused you to live in. What did did God raise up this nation? Did he do it for a purpose? Do we have the principles that we have? Do we have the founding documents that we have? Because God intervened. If you don't think so, then you'll probably teach something else. I just I happen to think so. I happen to see the sovereignty of God and the raising up of the United States of America. Let's try to squeeze in one more phone call. Uh, Will the Great, where do we go? All right, let's go to Mary Ann in Kentucky. Hi, Mary Ann. Hello. Hi. Um, So my daughter's in the eighth grade, and the beginning of the school year, sorry, I'm out of breath. I was trying to run to my car so you can hear me. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, (laughs) Oh, Lord. Uh, She was asked, and all of her classmates, what their pronouns are, how they identify. They taught them about sex. They showed them <laughs> videos of other sexual acts that I'm not going to mention wow. on air. Wow. Yeah. How old is your daughter? <laughs> she is 13 years old. Man. Oh. <sighs> it is horrible. They celebrate Pride now. They started that this year. They have guys uh, dressing up as girls wearing skirts to school. <sighs> so, Marianne, let right me there. say this. Let me say this, man. man um, oh my goodness. So you got to pronounce woes, right? Like you, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to put unnecessary pressure on people, but what I'm saying, like final quarter here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you gotta, you gotta, you've got to do something. You've got to make your presence known and you've got to make your presence felt like you, you, you have got to lament this. You've got to go to your school. You've got to go to your daughter's teachers. Like 
that's your child, right? So you've you've got to do you've got to pronounce woes. That's what I'm saying. The woes are necessary. We're out of time until tomorrow. Lord willing. God bless.